Hey, Tiff. What up, Chris? Let's start the song. I love this song. Is that a joke? Is that a joke? Is that a joke? Is that a joke? No. Hi. Y'all, we came in here. We got a purpose today. Yes. Purpose. Wow. Yeah, we do. Oh, gosh. What are we doing, you say, before I rudely interrupted you? Yes, we are. Uh, we're discussing an album today. It's been a hot second. It's been a hot second, unless a sexy second, if you will. <laughs> unless you're listening to these episodes chronologically, uh, that we've released them. In which case, I think two weeks ago we just talked about two albums. We did, but like we actually did that forty years ago. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Those albums burned down years ago. That's old Tiff and Chris. So we're gonna yeah, talk about. We don't know those hoes. Yeah, but speaking of old Tiff and Chris, <gasps> much older Tiff and Chris. Oh, back when we both still. Both lived in Texas. Mm-hmm. We both were very fond of this one particular group called The Lonely Island. We have such a special place in our heart for their first album, Incredibad. Yeah, yeah. Which is what we doing today. Yeah, and we talked about this before off the pod about how much we want to get into Lonely Island's discography. So we're just I'm just going to say up front uh, that we're really not going to talk too much about like their SNL stuff. No, or... I don't want the YouTube stuff. Like, you yeah. know Kablamo and shit more than me. Yeah. And, like, that's not where our love was, like, together. And the thing is, I initially suggested that because I was under the impression that they had put out some sort of mixtape or something of that nature. But mm-hmm. no, no, they released these songs pretty much just directly to YouTube, which makes sense. Yeah. They, they were more a comedy band than they were, like, legit musicians. Comedy band, band, comedy band, band. That's all I can do. That's fair. It's something, at least. It's, like, it's something. Oh, my God. So the, we decided we were going to do this, and then we listened to the album in your car for the first time together in literal years. Yeah. And as soon, as soon as Who Said We're Wax started, we were both fucking ready. Yeah. We, both together and individually, have spent a lot of time with this album. <laughs> so it kind of awakened something in us, is, is how I want to phrase it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. You say it that I'm whack, but it just ain't so. <laughs> my favorite line in that one has got to be, I think that it's whack to call someone whack. I am not whack, no matter what you say. What did you say? Did you say I'm whack? <laughs> it's very fun. Now, uh, offhand, I, I'm struggling to remember exactly what year this came out. Luckily, I have my handy dandy oh, do you notes me in front of me. Uh, no, because I just vamp. found it. Oh. But thank you for offering. Yeah. So this album was in 2009, and the only oh, reason... Oh, I was 18. Yeah, I was 19. technically an adult, but not really. No, we were 19. dumb kids. Yeah. <laughs> but who said we're whack? I wanted to mention that this was 2009, because on top of being just a great introductory track, uh, and this is something I'm going to say about The Lonely Island, this humor feels very much of its time, but yes. in a nice way. Yes. And for us, obviously, it's a throwback, since like this was a big album for us during our formative years. This is like core me and you learning about each other. Like it was early in us writing and doing stuff on our own mm-hmm. and finding that common ground was so fucking fun. It was. And I, I like revisiting this kind of sound and humor because I feel like it's aged in a fun way, the same, a similar way to something like New Jack Swing has aged. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yes, you hear, listen to this and it's like, there's no mistaking. It's very much of its time. But it's a fun reflection of its time. And specifically this track, Who Said We're Whack, I feel like is very in line with the anti-joke humor that was big at the time. (laughs) Which still, like, 
hit such a special place for me. Like, we'll get to it, but, like, there are certain bits on this album that got me that you didn't love, and vice versa, and I think it is so interesting. So I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I think a fun thing, obviously we're probably going to do the traditional track-by-track track review. We gotta. But I think a fun thing would be just, like, to reflect on how we feel about these songs now versus then. Because I'll tell you, who said we're whack? Like, pretty much still feel exactly the same way. It's the same to me. It was just fun to still know it. It was fun to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who did say they were whack? Because the end of that song still being like, now everyone else, put your hands down. There he is. There he is. Like, still fucks me up. It's the commitment. That's the big thing with Lonely Island. No matter how silly or of their time the jokes can be, it's always that commitment. It's so good. I'll say this too. Last thing about who said we're whack from my perspective. We'll see. Uh, Yeah. Is that... (laughs) My biggest exposure to this song, I cannot lie to you, was when a little YouTube show called Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged oh boy. took this song and created a little music video with all the Yu-Gi-Oh! characters. Oh. Uh, you know uh, you know how people did on YouTube you know back how, in the day. Oh my god. I can't, one day we'll talk about all the Abridged shows. I need a whole other 30 minutes to an hour to That's, talk about those. I'm more than happy, but that'll be its own thing. Yeah. So, do you have anything left to say about the Wax song? Wow. Did you just call them whack? I did. <laughs> yeah. How it was many me. babies born will, will never reach their dreams? And how could a person call another person rat, whack? <laughs> yeah. It was in a song about me the whole time. It was about you the whole time. You were the one who left your hand up at the end. Yep. No, I think it's just so good. It hit me the same. It was very like, the song's dumb and fun and I'm here for it. A hundred percent. What's so, next? So from there, we have a little track called Santana DVX. <laughs> Is this Dom P? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> A song about a fictional brand of uh, wine coolers made by Santana, who shows up in the song played by E-40 of all fucking people, dropping, like, a real good verse just at the end of this track. Like, some legit... At one point, he says, I probably came in your mammy. Like, it's the wildest song. (laughs) Yeah, like, he's... It's very fun. I always like the reaction of the guest that yeah. they get for these albums because you, you, it's very fun to see how in on the joke someone is willing to be versus which one of them more or less like kind of plays it straight because both options can have some really fun results yes i'd argue e40 kind of just does an actual rap verse he just does a rap verse that's yeah. just some wild shit it's <laughs> just uh no he's not like trying to do a bit or gags he's just he's just doing what he does and he's Honestly, one of the best to ever do it. So it's like, good choice, my dudes. I This one hit different in the sense of like, the verses were still really fun, but it didn't get me as much as it used to until you get to the end where they're just naming animals. <laughs> yeah, I think... That part still fucked me up. So a big appeal for The Lonely Island, I think not just for us, but uh, even for all you uh, fuckers in podcast land out there, Gross. is that... While they are a funny comedy band that does the ha-has and the goofs. Ooh, I love ha-has. I fucking hate goofs. Yeah, you have mixed feelings on all. Uh, but they also tend to employ, like, a lot of actual, like, music producers. So yeah. basically a lot of their songs are just, like, legit bangers and slappers and poppers. Not to be confused with the album Bangers by Miley Cyrus, which we are not talking about today. That'll be its own episode. One day, Maybe. But yeah, Santana DVX to me, this is probably the song that sounds the most dated from a music point of view, 
which is very funny because I think like some of these songs on here are meant to be of the time, like these first two tracks. Yeah. And as we talk about later down the line, there are some clear like throwback tracks trying to emulate older styles of hip hop. <laughs> these dirt. Yeah. That's a teaser. <laughs> it's a little teaser right there. Because that one's thoroughly old times. And of course, the biggest uh, risk you always run with trying to do something about music modern production is that it'll sound like of its time kind of music production. So yeah, this one to me has like aged, but yeah. only like slightly. I think the last line is still the funniest line of the whole song. It finishes stronger than it starts. Is it a horse drank a bottle and fucked, fucked a cow? cow. <laughs> and then it like fades out on cow, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> You're like, what? This is how this ends? It's a like, great ending. The animal part at the end is so choice to me still. Like it still made me laugh so hard. It really is still funny. Yeah. So I, I got to kind of agree with you. Like the song overall, really great ending. But yeah, maybe this one. It's is- eh. This, yeah, this is the only one that so far that's kind of like slid down a bit. Now this one, this next one, I do not think will have that same reaction. Uh, Which is number three, jizz in my pants. <laughs> so I don't know if you looked at me when jizz in my pants started, but my whole body sat up more straight, and I got so excited yeah. because I loved jizz. Jizz in my pants felt like it was supposed to be overplayed to me, and I don't know if I've just had enough time from it or what. Still fucking adore Jizz in my pants. <laughs> yeah, there are some other songs on here that we could argue later down the line where Overplay did somewhat hinder it. Not Jizz in my pants. It's too like the opening track. It is just so simple-minded and so committed to one dumb joke that it's just, it's aged perfectly in that regard. And also, I have no idea musically what they're trying to intolate with the haughty, like, spoken word vocals and the kind of, like, electronic so background. Funny, but it's great. I am obsessed with, oh, uh, fuck, when Bruce Willis was dead at the end of Six Sense, I jizzed in my, that is still my favorite line. Like, it's. It's an all-timer. Oh, fuck. There's another one that's also the grocery store in verse two, but I don't remember what it was. But, like. <laughs> There's some fun, like, little jokes in their verses. Oh, she looked me dead in the eyes and said, cash or credit, and I jizzed in my pants. And then after that, he says, by the way, I'm paying by check. Like, that throwaway line fucks me up every time. I think about the way he has to say mostly on it. Mostly. Yeah, because of a previous rhyme, he, like, stretches and, like, flattens it. It's great. That's when he was doing things alone now, mostly. Yeah. God, okay. This is one of those songs where we both knew almost every word still yeah and we were like how (laughs) which was a real wild one to learn because we didn't know different parts of this album and so one of us always knew a part yeah and that was fucking nuts in your car that day (laughs) that was my partner had headphones on he wanted no part of this album (laughs) oh man you're he was in the car that day he just didn't talk to us that's true yeah (laughs) Although, to be fair, your partner tends to like the, the headphones in cars, usually. So. He just likes to be in his own world, because he knows you and I are going to do our own thing, and he doesn't really have anything he feels like he wants or needs to add, so he will just do his own thing anyway. Yeah, and as someone who frequently gets car sit in the backseat, uh, yeah, I support people who just kind of need something to sort of tune out the driving aspect of riding in a car. Also, you and I are a nightmare in a car. That'll do it. But I think Jizz in My Pants, just as funny. Just as funny. It's just, it's, I dare say, it's iconic. I, whoa, I agree. (laughs) It's just such a singular song. Yeah, I still love it. It's it's still great to me. I like, the other part that still fucks me up is the singing part. (laughs) You know the part I mean? 
Near the end? Yeah. I just ride in my pants every time you're next to me. And when we're holding hands, it's like having sex with me. You say I'm premature, but I just call it ecstasy. I wear a rubber at all times, it's a necessity. That part is so good. It really is. And also, just how often he starts cutting, they cut themselves off with the jizz in my pants. Yeah. And then you get the Indy Sandberg being like, seriously, you guys? Like, it's just one of the funniest songs to me. Andy Samberg will every so often make the weirdest choice. <laughs> Vocally? Yeah. Just like the way he's like, okay, seriously, you guys. Why did he say it like that? I love this man. Oh he is the safest man I can think of. I adore him. I, I adore him so, so much. I can see why fucking, like, every musician person is, like, obsessed with him. He's so good. He is. I agree. I agree. What is next on the album? Okay, so here's another one. The next one is a little ditty called I'm on a Boat. Pass. Well, we're not going to pass. <laughs> we're going to talk about it, Tiffany. But <laughs> No, but, I'm just telling you how I feel about it. Yes, your pass. sentiment, I have to agree with it. This song, this is the one that overplayed did me in. You know? mm-hmm. And this is also the one where it felt like if you're not watching the video, part of the joke is a little distilled. And there's yeah. another song in here we'll talk about that I think suffers even more from that problem. I think the best part of I'm on a boat is T-Pain. T-Pain really brings T-Pain it. T-Pain brings his shit for I'm on a boat. It's so fucking choice. He definitely elevates it. He fucks a mermaid at the end and we can't hate on that. <laughs> Legally, we can't. Poseidon needed to look at him now. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to stop saying lyrics to these songs like we... <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> I don't know if we will. But yeah, it's so fun. Like, this album as a whole is so fun, but this song was such a like... I get it. Yeah. This is the I just had sex of this album. Yeah, yeah. That's a good comparison. Definitely the the big single that I think was meant to more stand on its own than be in an album. And I didn't really care for it. I think we listened to it because we both still knew it, but we were like, eh, when we did listen to it in the car. We mostly just sang along with T-Pain's part. Because it's the best part. It is. This is actually the one time, like, usually when the Lonely Island just want to do one joke and just hit it over and over, I'm usually like, great, you boys are funny, I love you, keep going. This one, though, this was the one where the one joke I kind of felt like I was a little, you know what it is? The first time, a couple times I've heard it, I was like, this is funny. But over the years, I'm just kind of like, yeah, yeah, he's on a boat. You know, it's funny. So, this is, there's a song on a different album. That does the one joke thing that really fucks me up still, I hope, when I listen to it again, maybe. And that's mm-hmm. Japan. Yeah. Japan is still so funny in my brain. That's, but, like, yeah. this was nothing for me. This feels more like riffing on a song. Yeah. And there are other songs, there are, like, escalations and, like, little weird details and uh, developments. In this one, it kind of felt like, here's the idea, just kind of do that for two minutes. And it's like, it's fun, but, yeah, it's... It soured somewhat in my uh, in my waning years. I think so. I think it was fun for when it came out. I don't even think it's a bad song. It's Same just here. I've heard it enough. I I gotta agree with you. So on that note, we're gonna go ahead and uh, mosey on down. Ooh, to, I love to mosey to a song I think both of us are a bit more passionate about. A little thing called Sax Man. <laughs> so... Yeah, we have history with Sax Man. <laughs> so Chris. I think you had this album on your phone or iPod. I don't know what we had in 09. Mm-hmm. And I got in your car and we were listening to the, you were like, oh, you got to hear the song. We were stuck at a fucking red light for the whole extent of Saxman. Like, 
I want to say you pulled up to the red light right as uh, Jack Black went, wow, and we did not leave until the final, wham. <laughs> like, it was so nuts. It was surreal. It was weird. It also solidified in both of our minds that Saxman is a truly great track, though. In the re-listen, we both still had so much fun doing the with Jack Black because he is so fucking fun in Saxman. He commits it so is, hard. It is hard to go wrong with Jack Black. Your material has to be real shit if Jack Black doesn't bring his A-game to it because, yeah, the man can do so much with so little. I Just, think Saxman, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. It's the only one... On this album, they don't even really make an appearance in vocally. Like, that's just a Jack Black song. Yeah, I think you might be right, Tiffany. Yeah, I think this is the one. Which, in my similar to what I said earlier, like, if you're going to pick any celebrity on this album to dedicate a whole song to, like, yeah, yeah, Jack Black is a really good choice. Because he commits even to the anger when he's like, fucking play something, sex man. Like, he's so mad. It's so funny. Like, You know what's... Yeah. It really is. I'm sorry. I got to agree with you because I cut you off, but... I always forget this about Jack Black. He is like a classically theater-trained yes. actor. and you can tell in his performance, even just vocally, like, he's so good. There's so much techniques to his goof. There's so much craft in the 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 little gags and goofs he's putting even out there. before he does his little scat part, before he scats on the track, uh, which is a big baby jam, but we don't have time for scats on the track. Yeah, get into it. <laughs> um... He does that part where he says it all staccato, repeat after me, here we go. Like, and it's such a, like, precise thing that you just forget sometimes. Jack Black is so talented. Like, every little thing he does in that song, it just has such specific purpose, whether he's singing, confused, trying to play nice, legit piss. Like, that's the thing I love about Lonely Island songs. Even when it's just one joke, there's such a development of either a character or of the lyrics that it always feels like the song is building, even if it is, like, essentially one joke. Best line? At the ripe old age of three weeks old. The pause. (laughs) Best joke for me. It really is. It's such a, like, dumb throwaway joke. That whole song is just joke after joke. And you're just like... That's funny. <laughs> it really is a very a song we had a very weird experience with, but luckily the song is great, good. just as good. Like even in the re-listen, we were both like, "So we're gonna go back to Saxman maybe later." Like we were both like horny for Saxman. Saxman is great. Yeah, yeah love yeah. it, live it, laugh and love it. Oh, I'm gonna right. love it more than once. You said love it more than once. You're gonna live, laugh, and love it. You're gonna laugh, love, well, live, laugh, love it. Yeah, because yeah, um, I had already said laugh, and yeah. then by the time I wanted to do the live, laugh, love bit, I was it like, was "Well, late. come here, well, well." So we got another song down the line okay. here. Uh, this is kind of this is another one of their big hitters. This is a little ditty called "Lazy Sunday." Okay, so this one was a bigger hitter for you than me. Yes. This was one that, like, when it came out, I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Something has happened to me in my ripe old age of 31, mm-hmm. where this song is so fucking funny to me now. Okay. <laughs> like, it hit in a different way now than it never did before. Where, like, I think it's, you can call us some Aaron Burr from the way we drop in Hamilton's really got me now. Yeah. Because <laughs> now it is so much more of a cultural touchstone. <laughs> That's true. That it's like, whoa. <laughs> so it hit me way more like Nowadays. fun. 
now than it did then. I got to yeah, I, I think that's a fair, a fair look at it. For me, this song was my introduction to All Only Island. Yeah. Because this song was sent to me by some random friend I had in high school over MySpace. That's right. And that is how The Lonely Island came into my life. Because this was when, in Credibad, half the songs on here were featured as, like, sketches on SNL. They were digital sketches. Yes, because that was when The Lonely Island had introduced that aspect of yeah. SNL. Uh, basically perfected it because yes boy yeah yeah so this was kind of like their first viral hit because they had done some others before this some other sketches that's so and stuff. funny to me too because i didn't really watch this one as much as other people did yeah yeah this is one like we a lot of us memorized and there were a lot of spoofs there was a christian version of, of it course because of course <laughs> just very funny uh very funny very uh also for me small pleasure in the song is uh chris parnell rapping because i think the man's hilarious and i love that when asked to rap, who Chris Parnell may be like the whitest sounding man, he was like, how, he do I, how do I compensate? It's like, I have to scream every line. And it's fucking hilarious when he it's does it. so fun. I also, so the weird thing about this one was also just the Chronicles of Narnia obviously referenced here. Yeah. But the other one that I didn't get, I think you watched me realize that I didn't get it in the past, was the ghost reference. Yeah, yeah. What? Who's the actor from Ghost? Patrick Swayze. Oh, because I'm Ghost like Swayze. And I was like, oh, I get that now. (laughs) Now that line has a little double feature to it. Now Patrick Swayze has passed away. Oh, no. So, you know, now he's... Now he's double ghost. Yeah, yeah. So, which is very funny because I do want to reiterate at the time. I believe he was still alive. Yes, it was a reference to the movie Ghost. Because The Lonely Island, and this is something I like about them a lot, they rarely were, like, mean. They t- That was not their vibe. They were goofy and absurdist and, you know, a little... Weird. A little weirdo. You'll see. He's a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. We can't. I love that song so we'll, much. We will get to that later, I promise. But, <laughs> yes, so there, there's rarely any malice. They don't do, like, the fucking, like, you know, all oh, those dumbass Kardashian type of jokes. No. Even when they're, like, making fun of someone, it's much more a spoof than it is it's also- an attack. They usually include them. A la later, we'll talk about like the Natalie Portman one. Like yeah. they, she gets, she goes so hard. So yeah, that is true. That that is true. How does so, this yeah. one hit you now, though? This one for me, uh, surprisingly, I actually like this one as much. Kind of like, but I see where you're coming from. I appreciate different elements of it now. Before I was, it was just a like different song to me. Before yeah, before I was, it was very simple-minded. Like <laughs> the funny men rap about Narnia, but nowadays, <laughs> how dare you start quoting Big Baby lyrics? <laughs> hey, I gotta be me. <laughs> the funny men rap about Narnia was not our last album. <laughs> Their last album. Good Lord, Tiffany. Wow. <laughs> yeah, look at you. Look at you. Over I'm so there. sorry to myself. I'm sorry to this man. Okay. What's next? So, after Lazy Sunday, we actually have uh, our first sketch on here called Normal Guy. Now, there is a long history of sketches in rap albums, but it, it helps a little bit that these men are professional comedians. So, that these skits are actually... What are you other normal guys up to? It's so good. It's, it's still funny. It's This one? Just as funny. Like, I thought it was funny back in the day. I think it's just as funny now. The end. Yeah, yeah. Once again... It's one little joke, but it's like 45 seconds. It's the perfect amount of time for this kind of skit. It's also, the best part is the weird, the weirdo singing the words, some little weirdo. Yeah, that's probably the best part. It's the 
funniest part. Okay, who who is the weirdo though? I don't know because that I am I'm in a constant state where I'm trying to suss out. Because here's the things I know. Andy Samberg is probably the best singer in the bunch. It sounds like he's had the most training, but Akiva has the highest register. Yeah. But Yorma has the lowest register. Yes. And he's also like the most. He, he, he sounds, I don't know how to say this, he sounds the best rapping. Yeah. Like, he just has a good voice for rapping. It's just chill as fuck. I think Jorma just, in general, has an appreciation of rap music. Now, tomorrow he could be like, I hate rap music, I hate anyone that ever rapped, including people who like rap. <laughs> I hate rap in presence, I hate every kind of rap. If it's, if it's got rap in the title, I don't want anything to do with it. But, uh, yeah, just, just, so that's why in songs like this. It's so funny, though. But they're also, like, three, like, trained comedians, so at any point whenever I think, oh, this is the high voice, so this is Akiva, sometimes I'll get fucking, like, gobsmacked and be like, that was Yorma? So I don't know who normal guy is in this one. The normal guy is the star. That's who the normal guy is. (laughs) That truly is it. Now, fun little goof. Now, we got another song on the docket here. What? This album's still going? It's still going, baby. It's actually a lot of songs on here. It really is. We're gonna... I don't know. But here's the thing. The songs are typically very short. Yeah. And it's also got like at least three to four skits that are less than a minute each. So can we please talk about how we both did every part of normal guy? <laughs> we, yeah, we knew all the words. We knew every word to that like 45 second sketch because it's the dumbest thing. And it brought us by so much joy even back then. Now, I need to listen to more classic rap albums so I can tell you for sure. Because I'll tell you right now. I've heard the stigma. That usually a skit in a rap album is like a, an instant skip for a lot of people. I It depends on the skit for me. You know me, though. I love dumb goof troop shit in albums. And skits are just that to me. And so I love hip-hop skits. I think they're a waste of space. And I think they're very funny. That's fair. And it also depends on, like, a lot of things. Like, who the rapper is, if they have a generally good sense of humor. Like, for instance, he's never released a skit in his life. And I hope he never does, because I would never want to hear a skit from Kanye West. Because the man, and this is no judgment to anyone else who likes the things he likes, he has a dog shit sense of humor. Oh my god. He has never, ever had like a consistent sense of humor when I've been like, you know what? Kanye was pretty funny on that one, because he always will counteract it with the dumbest shit I've ever heard. From watching him on the couple seasons he was on Kardashians, his sense of humor was garbage. Yeah. Like, it was, sometimes it was like, Kanye, get out of here. Yeah, like, even in his movies, like, or not his movies. Movie? Because in his songs, he tends to reference, like, yes. some real stinker movies. Like, one of his all-time greatest songs, you know, from uh, Watch the Throne with Jay-Z. Yeah. has a fucking Blades of Glory yes, reference. It sure does. Blades of Blade. Audience, have you ever thought about Blades of Glory in your life for the last five years? Yes. Do not lie to me. Yes. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, that was more directed at the audience than I just you, wanted you but... to know, it's because it was during a period of my time where I was thinking about movies I used to think were really funny, mm-hmm. and I think we've talked about the fact that I am an easy slut for a laugh, and so I loved Blades of Glory, I loved Dodgeball, and I loved Little Nicky, and I've thought mm-hmm. about doing a back-to-back watch of all three to see how bad they all are to me now. You know what, Tiffany? I'm not going to shame you, because I also did think all those three of those movies were funny at the time. Yeah. Like, Little Nicky was my identity for I loved Little Nicky, but now I feel like if you talk about Little Nicky, people would be like, wow, you're gross and bad. I'm, yeah, I have to... Listen, we will watch them all at some point just for curiosity. I need to know. My bet right now is I agree with you. I think they all will be pretty bad on rewatch. I watched You, Me, and Dupree in theaters. Can we move along? Yes. 
Whenever someone mentions Yumi and Capri, I'm like, we gotta move along. We cannot talk about Yumi and Capri. So what's next after Normal Guy? The next song is a little ditty called Boombox. (gasps) Oh, now this, to me, is like the older hip-hop vibe that I knew. Mm -hmm. That is Boombox. We were also talking about how they do their, like, homages. This is that. This is Imagine in Your Mind a Posh Country Club. Like, it's so fun. It really is. It also features a, a nice featured performance from uh, Julian Casablancas uh, from a little band called The Strokes. Well, who I never got into. Me neither, actually. Uh, they're they're on my docket of stuff to catch up on. Maybe but we'll talk about we'll talk about it off the pod. Yeah, for we'll sure. Talk about it. But yeah, it's but Jul- so funny. I don't know much about Julian Casablancas, but I do know that he's always been a talented singer who tends to make more self serious stuff. So yeah. he he goes the role of just playing it straight. And God bless him for it. It's, it's such perfect. a good choice. Yeah, because had he made that goofier, it wouldn't have hit as hard. Having a quote-unquote serious artist in this chorus made this song so much funnier. Because my favorite line from this song is his. <laughs> Everyone was wearing fingerless gloves. <laughs> that really is the best line. <laughs> like, it's so... Oh, because then after that he says, I saw a Spanish guy doing the barman. Like, it's just so funny. It really is. Well, and I have to say, for the longest time, I was... I had this, like, dumb thing where I would say the boombox was peak Lonely Island. This was them working at their best. This was your favorite for so long. It was. And it's not anymore, but I still really love it. It's It's gone down for me, but only because I put it on such a high pedestal when I was younger. So it's gone from an all-timer to great. You just explained to me on our re-listen in your car mm-hmm. that that boiled goose thing was a reference. Uh, yes, uh, that is a reference to Scrooge. Which is really funny because I never fucking placed it. And it's very funny, too, because they also made a Scrooge reference in the film Hot Rod. Yes. Which, uh, yeah, so they just really love themselves some Christmas Carol. You know what? I'm a dirty liar. What's that? The whole last part of the song is very, I think, my favorite part. Just when the old people have sex. That's, that's It was way too powerful. A boombox is not a toy. His lines are the best lines for me. For me, I always come back to the word escalation. And this is one of my favorite escalations yes. of their bits. Oh, for sure. But you know, we haven't gotten to it yet. But like them doing a thing. You know what? We'll get to that. But yeah, it's just so funny. Because this song very much slowly escalates. In such a wild way of, like, the first verse, they were like, yeah, sure. Second verse, is like, ooh, New York, this got rid of racism and everything. Yeah. And then third verse, it was just like, no, 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 no. They all <laughs> fucked. They all fucked. <laughs> you're, you're right, though. Everything Julia Consblanca says, that's really what put the songs over top. It's so funny, because it commits. He yeah. commits so well. Like, he, his choice was perfect. It really was. So, yeah, still love it a lot. Uh, even... Yeah, just slightly less, but I still actually love it. I love, love it the it. same, but that's because I listened to your bullshit about it back in the day, and I still went, it's fine. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I get why it wasn't some people's favorite back then, or even now, but I, I love it. I definitely think it's, like, a yeah. top tier, though. It's one. still really high up there. It's up there with two banditos. Okay. <laughs> it's good company in my mind. <laughs> I love that one, but that's a different album. What's next? So next we have a little interlude, one that we don't have to talk about too much, just called Shrooms. <laughs> yeah! dumbest i also loved in our re-listen of the car we both still sang every little like we sing every little thing of shroom we did because we both had a little dance party it brought us both so much joy (laughs) it's just about what you would want from a 30 second song yeah they were on shrooms and silly 
So silly, these little silly Billy Lonely Island boys. Just as funny as it was. It's 30 seconds. That's all I got. That's all you need, baby. All right, so we are uh, we're encroaching in. And uh, folks, I'm just going to tell you and you right now, Tiffany. Uh-oh. Based on the current time I'm watching that has passed, this is going to have to be a supersized episode. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the big boys. We have a lot of feelings about Lonely Islands. We're, We're just going to get so them out. Many. I was like, this can't be a two-parter. We can't stop after shrooms. It's just going to be a big episode. Okay. That's all. Welcome to it. All right. Next song. Like a Boss. Meh. Pass. Yeah. No, not even a hard pass. Like, we still yeah. did it. We had fun. Yeah, but, like, it, fun. it wasn't as over Plato's I'm on a Boat, but it was a close second. Now, this is one... Sorry, I just realized I was always like... Well... This is a story all about how the Lonely Island took a joke that was very much dated and of its time, and it doesn't hold up well. But also, this song was so many people's personality. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it just is... It, it puts me in a bad mood. In the same way that I think a movie like Taldig and Knights put off people who are around our age. Okay. How dare you talk about that in front of me again this soon? Yeah, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. I get it. I love that movie, but listen, everyone who was scarred by the culture around that movie at the time, fair, honestly. That's kind of how I feel about Like a Boss in general. Just like, it's fun, but it's... it's a, there were lines it's a I used song. to love. Yes. I still loved shitting on Deborah's desk. I'm glad he fucked a fish. I'm so glad he fucked a fish. I, I don't know why he denied it though, later <laughs> nah. <laughs> i do love the through line of that fish coming back to other stuff that that's probably my favorite part about this song honestly is that the the fish fucking comes back <laughs> i love that the fish was in like i want to say other videos and stuff like that fish was a dumb through line goof i do remember yeah yeah as we review this album we'll find the specific songs but yes i do remember that okay. so uh yeah this one's fine it's dampened a lot for me but it's not bad it's not a hard pass it's like I'll listen to it, but I'll, like, eh. I'll say this right now. I think this is a no-skip album. Ooh, we'll see. Yeah, I was going to say, if later on... Something... I have a song that's a hard skip for me, so... Ooh, okay, you know, we'll get into that. Yeah. All right, but next uh, is a little ditty called We Like Sports. <laughs> so We Like Sports was my top jam, as you know, Christopher. Yeah. We yeah. Like Sports hit me in such a specific place. That I still think, hear me out, just as funny for me now. Mm-hmm. Still fucking love We Like Sports. I felt like people around me did not like We Like Sports enough. Like, I felt like y'all were sleeping on it. And it was so fucking funny to me. Yeah, I was definitely one of those sleepers. Because at the time, I was under the impression that this was a song that worked best with the video. I've said that about a couple of Lonely Island songs yeah. before. Uh, and I still don't. I'll just say that. I don't believe that about this song anymore. I don't either. I think it still delivers on its own. This song has grown exponentially for me as the years have gone by. I Something happened. It's finally clicked with me. This song is fantastic, and I look forward to revisiting these characters again. They'll get you with their mean dog faces like, what, 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 Like, it's the goof of this joke being that they love sports, but there is no enthusiasm is so funny to me. Like that has always been so funny to me to be like, because I, I think it's because I am such a like excitable person that being like, yeah, I think that's really great. Yeah. I love that a lot. Like I watch it every day. It's just so funny. (laughs) There's something very endearing about these two very uncomfortable, awkward people 
who are still just trying to be friends with the. It's like I'm the other team captain. I pick you too. Yeah, that's what I also think of. I just I don't know. It's very heartwarming the way these two awkward people are trying to be friends. A to the P to the. What is it? What's the sports channel? Oh, ESPN. <laughs> yes, they like spell it really slow yeah. and shitty. P to the P to the S to the N. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And it's just like the most awkward. I love awkward, though. Yeah, I am yeah. also such an easier laugh than you, though. And I know that. And that's okay. I, I have been for a while. And that's the thing, though, is that, like, yeah, you are right. The awkwardness of the song has just aged beautifully. I think awkward comedy has just come a long way, too. I do, too. but And that's when I think... You can tell me if you think I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I think you liked it more later. I think I was always there for some weird awkward shit. Yeah. I, I think, think that has always been so fun. If it's not mean. If it's mean, I'm not here for it. But if yes. it's like, I'm weird in my body because I do feel so weird in my body. I'm like, haha, relatable. Yeah. There's a very gentle uh, awkwardness to this that I like a lot. Because it's still so nice. They just... <laughs> From the something to the Super Bowl. Like, they, they like sports and they don't care who knows. Football. Yeah. Hockey. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> <Just laughs> <in> sports. <laughs> Somehow, we'll talk about this later, the Lonely Island have a real knack of just making list really funny in a song. <laughs> they, it, it is a weird trait that they excel at. It's so funny. Okay. So, so this one's moved up for me, but for you it sounds like it's the same. It's but, the same. But I was, still great. There's something about list humor that I also just didn't know I liked until our comedy bang bang days. Because Bob Duca just did lists. And they really are great. And they're so funny. Or like, there's a recent episode of Hey Riddle Riddle where JPC has a list of, let's say, fake fetishes people might have. That he thinks he looks like the demographic for. And, oh, fuck. I forget. Like, it's just such a funny list. Like, wordplay and lists are just one of my favorite things I've learned. Yeah. It's a lot of potential, a lot of good you can do. So, yeah. Yeah, like same sports. for me, though. Just so, just so funny. Big win for me. Yeah. All right. Coming down the track, we've got a little ditty called Dream Girl. Okay. I still like Dream Girl. Mm-hmm. But for me... Dream Girl was my boombox. Yeah, you loved Dream Girl. I made everyone listen to Dream Girl. I would not shut up about Dream Girl because it does this thing I love where it starts about one thing and ends up about a completely different thing. Yeah, very craftily, too. It's beautifully done. It starts out about this wild woman. And they also, I feel like, were the fir- one of the first ones to do that. Like, I love her. She's hideous and a little monster. Yeah. And it didn't feel mean. Like, yeah. how'd you get your... Those mousetraps screwed to the deck, you little rascal. rascal. Like, How'd you get glued to the deck? That's what it was. Yeah. And it's like, it's so funny. But then becoming a song about Chex Mix, <laughs> number one food snack in the land. Yeah. Like, it's just so good. But it's not as good as it used to be to me because I, I overplayed it for myself. Mm-hmm. No one else did that to me. And arguably, if like I wanted to be just like a really pedantic little Peter, I'd say that as great as those two jokes are, you could maybe make the case that, like, the way they don't blend into each other, like, thematically, is maybe what makes this song less great than it used to be. Yes, I think so. The blend used yeah. to seem so much better to me, and it is way more of a harsh stop and go than I remembered it being. Yeah, which is unfortunate, because it is a very funny idea. Last week that I saw you on the street, turned out it was a bag of trash. Just a big old bag of trash. I thought you looked like a bag of trash. It's... 
still my favorite line. A lovely little addition from uh, guest singer Nora Jones. Which is what a pull. <laughs> yeah, they, they have some real wackadoodle choices on this and later albums. But, but uh, they were perfect choices. Yeah, Nora, Nora Jones is going the Casablanca's route of playing it straight. But that's the right way to do it when you are just a musician, to me, I've learned. I think so, too. I think had she tried to commit to the bit in a different way, it would have been a bit more like, girl, what you doing? Could have been awkward. Yes. But yeah, no, the way she does it here is perfect. Uh, yeah, I still really like this song, though. It, it's lower for me, but that's because I did that to myself. I, I wouldn't necessarily call it one of the heavy hitters of the albums. Mm-hmm. But it's def- still not a skip. Yeah, yeah, definitely more than passable. Oh, so. yeah. I still sing every word because you know I know every word. <laughs> well... Uh-oh. Speaking of skips, uh-huh. we, we were going to get here at some point. Number 13, Ross Trent. This is the one where I said, only one I'd skip. Yeah, no, sorry. But Ross Trent. Ross Trent does not work without the video. No. And quite frankly, with the video, it's really only my... It's so time. I just can't care about it. it. This is actually one of the few songs where I'd actually say, the one joke premise hurts it. It, never knew every word. Never yeah, tried, never cared. I never want to. Yeah. Honestly, the funniest part about the song to me is not in the song, it is in the video. Yeah. We're in the last verse where he is in the middle of the verse, he passes by some actual Rastafarians and then starts kind of singing under his breath and like like that's a funny joke. Yeah. It's a physical gag though. That and it should have been like a skit, not a song. Agreed. Which, Which is, is a shame because the video also has Kristen Wiig as one of the background hippie girls. That's I, fun. I love Kristen Wiig. I agree with you. I, I can't for this song, though. Nothing about this song That's holds what, up. When you said earlier, no skips, I was like, mm, we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. This, no, this, this is skip. We this, did skip it in the car. We said, no, thank you. Yep. Yeah. Gotta say it. This one's a hard skip. Album would be better without it. Sorry. What's next? Can we move along? Hell yeah, we can't. All right. So next one, 14. We're talking about heavy hitters here. Dick in a Box. Dick in a Box. Dick in a Box. Was a lifestyle? <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. You could make any grand statement about Dick in a Box, but considering, like, how genuinely huge it was at the time, in, like, almost every regard, as a song, as a music video, as a skit, yeah. But also, as a thing a real man did on reality TV, where he gave his dick in a box to Tila Tequila, and then when she threw it down, you just watched his little dick box droop down. Like, it was such a time thing that you watch dudes do it on TV and, like, reality shows. That's that 2009 sensibility. Yes. That's that 2009 reality TV. The nightmare era, as yes. I like to call it. Yeah. I still loved every minute of it back then. Hey, fair. Chaos is still entertaining. I so love chaos. Gotta give that to you, Tiffany. Uh, yeah, this one, uh, a little hard to talk about because, gosh, what hasn't been said already? Yeah. Justin Timberlake's shining achievement. Yeah. It's, and, like, I don't love it as much as I used to, but, like, I don't hate it either. It's It's better than it's still good like yeah. i still know everywhere and i have a good time i like knowing all the steps i have a good time i will say as i get older and as i learn more about music or try to learn more about music as i as it becomes a bigger part of my life i actually start to appreciate the production on this a lot yeah more. they really fucking nailed that old like nine like early 90s late 80s like r&b 
hip hop aesthetic. And this is where you and me coming from different backgrounds matters because mm-hmm. that already hit for me back then. Yes, um, exactly. So well, I was like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. At this and at this point, when I say admire it, I almost like admire less the joke of it and just more like, no, they committed to it. It was well done. Yeah, it's just like I almost want to admire it and then just be like, oh, also, I guess it's a funny joke. But wow, look at this production. It's so lush. Oh, so well. Funny music video as well. You know. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah, really the. The only thing I think Justin Timberlake can, like, this, two of his albums, and, like, I don't know, maybe that one episode of SNL on, truly, like, his only last legacy. Where he was legacy. the dancer? Yeah, I think that could have been it, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What I'm saying is, Justin Timberlake has done good things, but I think the reckoning he has coming for him is a little more than it deserved, quite honestly. I have such a weird relationship with him and that I loved him for so long. You know, he might have to be an episode then. He might. And then this one time my partner's sister was here and she was visiting and she said, hey, do you like Justin Timberlake? And my partner said, yeah. And then she just said, why? And I think about that constantly because it made me look at why I liked him. And I was like, oh, oh, no. I think at some point, I think recently or at least last year for a lot of people, I think we all had kind of a similar moment where we had to be like, Wait, Wait, why do we like Justin Timberlake? Oh, no, I'd moved away from him pre-Trolls. I'd already been gone. (laughs) Trolls. Uh. Anyway, sorry, there's not much about Trolls. Yeah, Dick in the Box. Pretty fun, not a heavy hitter, but... No, it's fine, though. Definitely worth the listen. Next is a little thing called The Old Saloon. (laughs) So we have a very specific relationship with this one. I'm just gesturing at you, like, (laughs) this is all you, my man. I can only describe the old saloon as somewhere between, like, a skit and a soundscape. Like, it's a lot of verses that feels like they were improv and maybe thought to be part of a different song. Because you hear them break. Yeah, there's, like, breaking, there's corpsing, there is uh, a lot of disparate sound elements drowning out their verses. Makes me think at one point they had an idea for a song and they were like, this isn't working out or it's not that funny. And so they were just like, just some of it. This is like the song version of, like, YouTube poop. Just noise and discordant elements, but god damn it was my favorite thing on this album for the longest time so you time. know every word to the old saloon which i need people to understand is insane because it is such a visceral soundscape of bullshit all at once yeah that picking out the words to the old saloon is an actual skill if you ask me and so in our list of the old saloon I literally cried and couldn't breathe while you were driving, just singing the old saloon like it was normal. I thought I was going to die in your car because I couldn't handle how well you knew that song. It, 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 it shocked me a little too, quite frankly. I was a little, it was a bit of an out of my body experience. I was like, why do I know all the lyrics? Because it's like, yeah, if you've listened to this song, it's not a song that flows. It's, it's a song that often like, it is like a broken car. It is just like stopping and going in a herky-jerky manner. But for some reason, there's another song they have on a later album that we'll talk about. When these boys just get pure chaotic, uh, Trouble on Dookie Island. Oh, you love that one. When these boys go for pure chaos, I really like it. It's really funny to me also because I never, I can't remember the words of the old saloon, but I am now learning the words of the old saloon because every time I hear it, like I was listening to it yesterday to prep for this app. And I was trying to sing along and just cackling. And then my partner came in my room and was like, are you okay? And I said, all forgiven. <laughs> and he was like, what? <laughs> oh, and it was so 
funny because that is okay. I have three favorite parts of the old saloon. I didn't want to talk about the old saloon longer than the old saloon is. Hey, that's fair. Uh, uh, that part, obviously, the all's forgiven. <laughs> What's that whole line? It's like buy a drink. Come back and buy a round, round of whiskey. And guess what? All is forgiven. Yeah, it's the best. The other one is. Um, you betcha on my horse. <laughs> on my horse. You betcha on my horse. Everyone enjoys a good, good horse. Good. Like that whole bit, all the way to that part, gets me every time. Uh, it kills me too, Tiffany. And then the DJ. <laughs> their, their version of a producer tag. It is quite good. Also, I believe there is a guest in this who I don't think is listed. I'm 100% sure that the third verse with the gentleman who is saying, this beer is warm, it smells like piss. Oh no, my stare smells like doo-doo. I believe that is not one of the Lonely Island boys. I believe that is their friend. Specifically, I forget his name, but he's like an actor. He was like, they had this one friend who was just in like all their skits and in the background of music videos. Yeah. He was in their pilot Awesome Town. Uh, he had a very small role in the movie Hot Rod. It, they just like this one actor, and he just kept coming back doing these goofy little things. And he's quite funny, so I liked it. But I, I think that's him. But what's up? Tiny Tim's verse is cut off too soon. I need to know what he was going to tell me about Christmas. I really want that Tiny Tim's I really want to know what he was going to tell me. It's almost Christmas. It's like the last real words you get from that one. That's it, yeah. it's fading. And I'm like, no, no, no. Let him tell me about Christmas. Yeah, because I do remember the last line he says is, it's dusty in here. <laughs> He's like, it's a whole bunch of bullshit. And I love Old, old Saloon. I slept on back in the day. Coming back to Old Saloon after all these years literally made me go, ooh, this is funny. Yeah, and for me, like with some of your earlier picks, this is just as good. I, I still love this one. I'd call it one of my favorites. I think it's a heavy hitter on this album for me. I, I'd agree. Now, number 16. Okay. So this one we uh, we'll talk about. This one is called "Punch You in the Jeans." Oh man, the wordplay in "Punch You in the Jeans" still loves up for me. It's off the charts. The wordplay is so good, and you know, like Jason Mraz, I am Mr. A to Z. I am all about the wordplay. Oh God! I literally quoted Jason Mraz. I'm so sorry. One day I'll forgive you. I won't. But like, um, I fucking love wordplay. Like that is what makes me love a song. Yeah. And, and this, this is, is just, this is Pun City, City USA. USA. Just, just puns on jeans. jeans. That's, That's it. it. He's going to revise your Levi's. Like, it's so funny. Put divots in the rivets with his physical arm. You know that part so well in a way that I can't because I always end up just giggling because, again, I'm an easy laugh. <laughs> and that's fair. I will say, this is maybe my favorite Yorma performance in one of these songs. Now, as later albums, we listen to them, I might change my mind. But for now, even if it's not... My favorite, this is one of his best. Yorma shows out in a big way here. This is also one of those where we also talked about the how pure the like goof is in the sense of these days. A lot of cats are out of line. Like it's such a like of what they're trying to make it. Yeah, much it's perfect. Definitely has a much most like much more West Coast feel to yes, this type of beat. It's a little lazier. But and it's it, it's like those old uh, older like story rap songs where just be like, I'm gonna tell you about a little tale. But instead of a tale, it's just about how much they hate jeans. Um, I uh, by lazy I mean relaxed. Lazy was the wrong oh, word. But I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay, I just didn't. No, no, no. 
Isn't, isn't there a line at the, near the end of this that's mm-hmm. like, I would kill the man who made jeans? <laughs> gonna go back in time and kill the man who made jeans. That part, Choke him to death, if, if you know what I mean. I don't. I, don't. I remember yelling that in the car and being like, what does he mean? Like, I was so upset. Definitely my favorite line in the song, uh, which makes sense because it's Yorma line. And I think... It's so funny. Also, I just... Like I said earlier, Yorma tends to have the lowest register. Yeah. So when he gets into, like, this rap persona that he does, it's the fucking funniest thing to me. So. Yeah. No, it's so fucking fun. I think Punch You in the Jeans was not as much of a heavy hitter for me as it was for you back in the day. Yeah. I fucking love I love it more now for some reason. There's definitely, at the time, I liked it a lot because it just reminded me of the rap songs I used to listen to as a kid. Uh, but now, I just genuinely love it because... It's such a well-made song. Yeah, it's it's really kind of a perfect song, if I'm being honest. Like, I thought the, I was the only perfect song. That doesn't make any sense, I thought Tiffany. I was the only perfect song. You're not a song. I am a song. Incorrect. Anyways. <laughs> we'll fight about this where y'all can't watch. That's fair. We'll do this at home, you weird argument perverts. I'll meet you in the arena, Tiffany. But for now, let's move on to another little uh, little song called Space Olympics. So, so. This song to me, and I, to Tiffany, you have a specific relationship with Space Olympics. Here's, I just want to say this real quick off the top. This song to me, sonically... And just like the sound of it is the le- it it belongs the least on this album, I would say. I can see that. It barely entertains the idea of somewhat relating to hip hop, which most of these songs do. This one to me is more of a sonic experience and headphones than just like a song. Like yeah, you get all yeah. the little sounds when you listen in headphones, which is really fun. It's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a dense production for a comedy song. It's so my relationship with Space Olympics. <laughs> I fucking loved Space I think only only outdone by Dream Girl, Space Olympics was my like second song that I'd be like, Space Olympics. Like I wouldn't shut up about it. You wrote hard for it. I did. And I stand by it. Still great. Fucking love Space Olympics. A hundred percent. It totally cancelled Space Luge. They didn't even fucking try. It's the song that I actually think benefits from sounding the least like anything else because I can't think of anything else that sounds like Space Olympics. Do you know the best line in Space Olympics? What is your favorite? And all other events are pending. (laughs) This is definitely one of my favorite Andy Samberg performances. I know it's weird to say that like just after Punch You in the Jeans, but I really like what he's doing here. No, it's. He's always had a higher. He's always had a higher register. I've yeah. noticed because sometimes trying to sing with this, I am straining to keep up with him as a baritone myself. But yeah, but the way he does it and the passion he puts into it, and the the weird character arc he goes on, where his character is holding the Space Olympics, realizes they're not going to work, and sacrifices himself to save everyone else, is just. Also, kind of caused the problem because doesn't he at some point say someone who will not be named accidentally yeah. hit self destruct? Yeah, so it's a little bit of a, a, a retribution arc for, or, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he it's so funny. It really is. I love Space Olympics. I love It's something about, again, lists. The list in Space Olympics doesn't try to be anything. Just a list of space on a sport. That's really it. Space luge. Like, it's nothing. Space disc. Space disc. Like, it's so funny. I love Space Olympics. I still do. 10 out of 10, no notes. Yeah, same here. Space Olympics is one of the best. Between, like, I'll just say, this album, based on the last four songs, has a really strong closing. Yeah. Because we go from Punch You in the Jeans to Space Olympics and on to number 18, Natalie's Rap. 
which we all know. You know how earlier we had ones where we were like, fine. What hasn't been said, pass? Mm-hmm. Opposite. What hasn't been said? Perfection, move along. Yeah, yeah. This like, is... other side of the coin, but I have nothing to add about it. It is, the only thing I would say is, as good as the Lonely Island are, and as much as I love the Lonely Island as a collective and the stuff they put out, this is a showcase for Natalie Portman. Like, they wrote the song, and they, you know, produced the song, but... It's Natalie Portman who makes the song. Everything she says is perfect. Mm-hmm. The only line that I love that is not hers is, um, my dick is scared of you. How? <laughs> like, it's so funny. That's the only time in the song where Natalie Portman comes close to being overshadowed. Yes, that, that, is, that line is killer. Yeah, the dumb sound at the end, which we both had to do, is choice. <laughs> also, for some reason, when Andy Samberg's in the video, he decides to wear a Viking hat yes. in this part. Yes. I don't know why to this Who day. Who can say? We're I'll, not meant to know. It's one of God's mysteries. I'll say this about this song. A Titanic performance from Natalie Portman, who goes... Sweetie, she was not in Titanic. I... What are you doing? <laughs> You're right, I'll leave. You're right, I'll leave. <laughs> it's all good. But uh, an incredible performance by her. It really, like, just... She goes the opposite route of... Uh, oh, she commits in such a goof way. Yes, and shows that she's got comedy chops for days. But I think that's the difference. The ones who committed hard were musicians. Yeah. She is a trained actress. And so, like, it makes sense that she's like, oh, I know what to do with this. Also, and I don't know if you're as familiar with this as me, but as an actor, she has a reputation of being kind of overrated. Yes. Of being a petite little Kristen Stewart type where everyone was just like, she just does every performance the same, which is like a very limited way to view acting. But I won't, I, I won't get into that. We can't do this. I literally don't have the internet. I won't get into that. But I've always seen that she has way more range as an actor yeah. than people let on. And this to me is a great song that illustrates it. Also, so fun. tiny little shout out. A wonderful straight man performance by Chris Parnell. Yes. He has a simple role to do in this, but kind of no one is better than him at playing this kind of role of like, well, Natalie, if you had to smooch any actor in Hollywood, he is just, inc- I love Chris Parnell so much as a comedic actor. Uh, so I really like any chance he gets to show up. Can I just say um, the, every time you say his name, I think that line from Lazy Sunday, where they're like, yo, what up, Pond? Yo, Sandberg, what's cracking? It's, it's, it really does, <laughs> It right? is always what up, Parns, in my head, yeah, that's every fair. time you say it. <laughs> that is fair, too. Okay. So, yeah, Natalie's rap. Perfection. I, good. I honestly thought this would be one that, like, got less funny to me. <laughs> but, no, it really is great. So, my boy doesn't do comedy music very much. Like, he's very specific. This is one that still gets played in my house. Yeah. This still gets played because my boy, I think, really likes Natalie Portman. Not in a sex way, but in like a I respect her as an artist way. Yeah, yeah, which is a totally valid perception. She's done a lot of great work. So. And so this is one that like he still loves. Also makes sense because your boy is a Star Wars nerd. Yeah, he's a little nerd-ass nerd. And she, uh, she was in some Star Wars. I heard she had at least one Star Wars. At least one. Well, well, Tiffany, we're, we're close. We're coming in it. on an hour long for this podcast, which luckily we're at the last track, though. Oh, thank God. This one is so much longer than we planned. Y'all, we have so many opinions. It, it, it's a band, and now we have a lot of fond memories. Of. We really did. There was a period of time where we had thought about doing a series about them and narrowing down our top Lonely Island song, and then I kept not doing it because it stressed me out because I love too many of them. So instead, we'll just talk about them. Yeah. I like this more. I like this more. Now, to close us out. We have the eponymous and titular Incredibad. 
which I didn't really fuck with, but you did. Yeah, I actually – well, here's why I fucked with it. When I was younger, one of my favorite musical acts was the Beastie Boys. I love the idea of three guys just kind of passing the mic each other in a really rhythmic way, and I love the energy they brought. And this, to me, is a Beastie Boys pastiche, which makes sense because a lot of a lot of their pre-Incredibat stuff, like Kablamo, that's very much Beastie Boys style. Yes. Or even the one from Pop Stars. Like, they have a Beastie Boys tribute in most albums. Exactly. And this, to me, is the Beastie Boys tribute on this specific album. So for that reason, I like it. See, by this point, I was like, I don't fucking know this. And so I just slept on it in a dumb way. And listening to it with you made me go, this one's real funny. <laughs> real funny. A lot weirder than the other ones. Alien comes, they have to give it their jizz? Yeah, yeah. They all have to come in an alien at the same time because it has multiple holes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've all been there. <laughs> We've all been That's there. just called friendship. So this is a combination of both a Beastie Boys type thing and also like what I was talking about earlier, kind of an older like a Tribe Called Quest style of story song. Which you know I love a story song, but I slept on this one hard. And that's fair, especially for the type of song that it is. It's a weird closer, I'm going to say that. It also starts in a way that you don't expect. It starts with like those horns. Yeah. And so you're like, what the fuck is this? It's a very odd way to close out the album, but... On its own as a song, I do think it is a pretty funny Oh, it's a fun way to end the album. Yeah, and it's it's fun that they had this album and that they gave it its own premise to the point where the poster is the alien eating with all three of their little hands. Yeah, it's the dumbest thing. So yeah, not one of my favorites that I revisit more than the others, but like a very good closer and a very good way to just kind of wrap this album up in a neat little bow. It's still got good laughs out of me. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm always going to love a Beastie Boys throw, throwback because even if you do a mediocre Beastie Boys throwback, the energy to it to me is just so fun. It's a real fucking treat. And Speaking of the treat. Tiffany, that's incredible. bad. Yeah. That's the album. We did it. All right, so to close out this episode very quickly, uh, and by quickly I mean take your time, obviously, I figured we'd just each say, based on now, what would you say is your favorite track and your favorite skit from the album? Because this is something we've talked about before. If you want me to go first, I can. I gestured at you because I was burping. <laughs> that is understandable, my guy. Now. I'm a lady. That is understandable, my lady. Thank you. So I'm going to cheat ever so slightly. What? My favorite skit is going to be The Old Saloon. Because as I said earlier, I kind of barely consider this a song. It's a bunch of fragments and a sound collage. So that's why I have to call it my favorite skit. I, that's valid. That's, that's my, my that's like my, my little normal guy. shitty snobby attitude for it. Normal guy. Normal guy. Normal guy. A normal great, guy. So choice. A great and classic choice, Tiffany. Yeah. Favorite for, song? For my favorite song, now this has jumped around a lot for a bunch of different reasons throughout the years. Today, on this very moment, in this year of our Lord, which I will not name for the sake of keeping this podcast immortal. I'm going to have to go with Punch You in the Jeans. I called it perfect, and that kind of is what shoots it to the top for me. I can't think of anything I don't like about it. You're going to hate mine. It's not Punch You in the Jeans. It's the old saloon, because technically, it's musical more than the skits are to me. Skits to me aren't like... No, I lied. It's not old saloon. We like sports. <laughs> I was going to say, we actually would probably have to have a discussion about that when it comes to other skits and other albums. Yeah, that's why I was like, no, no, no. No, 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 you're right. Now, that said, it's We Like Sports. That is still a great choice. Yeah, We Like Sports. So fucking funny. I love how awkward it is. Is my top pick. 
And, and we're not committing to anything. This is just more this how we're feeling right in now. In the moment, because it changes. Yesterday, it was not We Like Sports. Like, it, it changes daily right now because I've been listening to this album again. Yeah, we both mentioned it. Like, for me, the longest time, it was Boombox. Uh, I was a dream girl. But yeah, Punch You in the Jeans just kind of slipped it up for me this time. The wordplay, like you mentioned. Yeah, that, it's so good. It's the most dense in this song than any other song on the album. And uh, yeah, it's too good for me not pass it up. All right, we'll tell the kids what they got to do. All right, folks, if you want to reach us on social media, we have a Twitter account. That is, our handle is at JokesterPod, J-O-K-E-S-T-E-R-P-O-D. If you want something a little more personal, a little one-on-one, we also have an email account. That is JokesterPod at gmail.com. We'll not respell it. Tell us stuff you want us to, like, watch or listen to or, like, shit you want us to take in and have opinions about. Because right now, our touchstones are shit we watched a lot together. Yes. And I think it'd be really fun to have stuff that maybe only one of us knows or another one of us thinks about. Yeah, we are more than willing to reach out with this stuff. So yeah, yeah great, let us know. Great choice. Great idea. Y'all can leave us reviews or podcast reviews are left. You can go find us wherever the fuck that is too mm-hmm. leave us chill reviews where you say nice things we accept five star reviews we accept compliments do not hit on us do not send us pictures of your feet do not we don't want them we don't want them do send us pictures of hobbit feet though those are just for chris and i check our email so please don't uh, put it in the title yeah 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 then i won't check it got some hobbit feet it. but uh, you know i yeah i love those hairy little guys <laughs> Now that weird little note, we gotta get out of here. This was a lot. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.